Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. So I feel like we really need to address these butter concept photos that have been posted over the past couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, they came out of nowhere. I'm like, where? Why? Why are we getting concept photos now? Like, aren't we pretty much past butter promotions, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But these really threw us, especially the ones that came out today. Yeah. Yeah. So they ended up posting two different two different ones. Mm -hmm. And the first ones, yeah, we were like, okay, what what is this for? Like, this is very new for us in terms of, like, a comeback for BTS that it's lingered on this long. Mm-hmm. But it's clear that things are changing with each comeback for BTS at this point. But <laughs> we were just theorizing how, you know, they've got these CDs coming out and that maybe that they're promoting the peaches and cream CDs that you can buy now, which makes total sense. Right. Like the photos from the photo books. Yeah, from the photo books. Mm -hmm. But these concept photos of version two, when they dropped, I lost it. Like I really (laughs) lost it. Kayla, I sent you like a ton of audio messages of just me screaming. Yeah. So I was at a gas station in between patients and I was, I got the notification for Weavers first before I did Twitter. And I saw just Taeyang and that was it. Like I saw <laughs> Taeyang and I immediately dropped my phone. I was like, this is insane. Like, why are these photos so hot? Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. But I was so flustered by it, just looking at all of these photos, that when I was driving to my next patient, I legitimately got lost. Yeah. Like I was out in the middle of nowhere, like on these gravel roads. Yeah, that like, was hilarious was, to me. <laughs> I was so <laughs> flustered. Like, I don't even know where my patient is. I don't know where I'm going. I can't think about anything else. You literally sent me a voice message. You were like, I don't know where I'm driving down this gravel road. I have yeah. no idea where I'm going. But all I can think about <laughs> are these photos yeah. is this picture of Young, And really about these version two photos, like they're all in almost like a like a police uh, station lineup, except for the back. Instead of being your height, it's like your heart rate beats per minute. Yeah. And it's like, so they're increasing our heart rate in every moment yeah and they all are you know doing their photo lineup but each one of them look so phenomenal like as best as they can look they look that good yeah um they're posing their hair their expressions are just killing us the handcuffs the handcuffs (laughs) yeah that was really uncalled for whose idea was that i mean i guess it makes sense uh, they really are criminals and they should be put in jail for this behavior. But uh, <laughs> the fact that it's the heartbeats, like, yes, all of our heart rates are 
increased from these photos <laughs> and irregular. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the crime is that they're stealing our hearts. That is exactly what the crime yeah. is. But they all look fantastic. I really also have to give a shout out to Jen. Uh, Jen's photo really wrecked me. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But Jimin's photo. Yeah, I mean, Incredible. Every single one of them. Yeah. I, in detail, we could talk about it, but we won't. But <laughs> the background, too, is orange, which is what really makes us think that it's promoting the the peaches and cream mm-hmm. CDs that they put out, which we should talk about a little bit because yeah. there's some that we haven't mentioned. Well, so what we haven't mentioned is that there's rumors swirling that on these CDs, BTS are also putting out an additional song that hasn't been released yet or really promoted by them at all, um, rumored to be called Permission to Dance, which is a song that's like rumored to be a gift for ARMY for, you know, ARMY being eight years old. Um, so the other idea is that these concept photos um, are also going to be like the same looks, hairstyles, whatever that they have in a potentially music video for this song. Yeah. Um, so we just, we don't know about that yet. We really don't know. And they all have different hair. So that makes me feel that maybe there's another music video mm-hmm. for Permission to Dance. Yeah. All of it's rumored, like the Permission to Dance part. Yeah, not confirmed by them that they yeah. are putting that out yet. Yeah. Yeah. But we will just wait and see. Mm -hmm. But that was the big thing for us this week was just these incredible concept photos that they put out. They just came out of nowhere. I was really taken back by it. I I just wasn't expecting it at all Mm because they've never done anything like this before. Yeah, especially this late in like a promotion of a single. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, these questions today have really made me reflect on just how much BTS has really changed my Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Or I cannot believe Butter has been number one on Billboard Hot 100 for five consecutive weeks. Woohoo! Amazing. Five consecutive weeks. Yeah. Wow. They deserve it. They do deserve they do. it. Good job, ARMY. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, all of their congratulations they're giving to ARMY. They're just like, thank you for this experience. Thank you for this. Mm-hmm. It's all because of you, ARMY. Yeah. And it, Yeah, definitely. Incredible. Yeah. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Okay. So in today's episode, we had it be requested that we do a QA. and a So you Iconics sent in your questions and we're going to answer them here in this episode. Mm -hmm. The last time we did a Q&A episode was episode 78 back in 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while. And now that we're with Consequence and Butter has happened. We have a, not, a lot of new listeners. So we figured we'd do a little Q&A. But a lot of these questions are BTS related and just our story as armies. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really excited to share. But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. 
Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Yes, thank you, Iconics. Um, so it is now July. So we want to talk about the charity of the month that we are supporting and asking you guys to support with us this month. Um I'm sure you guys all know that the month of June is Pride Month. And during the month of June, we chose to um, support the NAACP and working towards um, celebrating and supporting African-Americans during, um, you know, the celebration of Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. But we because we supported that, we did not get a chance to support the LGBTQ plus community during Pride Month. So we kind of want to carry it into July. And so this month of July, we've chosen to support the Trevor Project, which is the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under 25. The Trevor Project offers on-demand digital services for youth to reach out to 24-7 over text and online. They've also expanded their advocacy work, including the adoption of a nationwide campaign to end conversion therapy. In addition, they created Trevor Space, which is the largest safe space social network for LGBTQ youth to connect, not just in the United States, but in over 100 countries across the globe. So an incredible charity to support this month. Please join us in donating to The Trevor Project by going to give.thetrevorproject.org. Thanks, Army. Yes, thank you, Army and Iconics. Okay, let's get into these questions. So question number one, when and where did you meet? Okay, so we met in college. <laughs> we met in college. Here yeah. in uh, Kansas City, where we both still currently live. And um, we met at Rockhurst during our first semester there. Mm -hmm. Through a mutual friend. Yeah, and yeah. that was in... 2013. Yep. Not shortly after <laughs> BTS debuted. Yeah. Only a few months after BTS yeah. debuted. So our met. friendship anniversary is like around the same time as BTS's anniversary. Yeah, it's well, really like, cool. You know, the same year. Mm -hmm. So how long have we known each other since then? It's been, it's almost eight years that almost we've known each other. Years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be, I think, eight years at the end of August. August. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Maybe even early August. Yeah. But yeah, somewhere around so. there. Um, okay. What has been the most defining moment in your friendship so far? Well, this is a big question. This is a big question. Um, two come to mind. The first one is when our friendship really solidified. Mm -hmm. And so the mutual friend that brought us together was one of those friends that loves to stir up drama between people and like loves to be the center friend, but and pit other people against each other. So you and I had been like kind of mutual friends, but we weren't really close up to that point. Mm -hmm. But one day, one afternoon um, at Rockhurst mm -hmm. uh, hanging out in a social room called the rock room which is this big open space everybody hangs out there there's pool tables there's tv whatever she went off on you yeah over something so hypocritical it was super hypocritical and just really I mean really childish and immature the way that she it did was it. just really bizarre yeah I mean full she disclosure was on a huge I mean, power trip that was when I was for sure like I need to cut off yeah know, cut off with this girl this this is not good yeah and I was so upset and you came with me to support me 
And it just kind of all came out on the table about how we felt about her and how she was treating us and how she would talk badly about you and Mm -hmm. then how she would talk badly about me and then just make us not want to hang out or see each other. Right. Like, this is awful. This is twisted. She's no good. Yeah. (laughs) The only reason why we feel any kind of negativity about the other person is because of what she said, which Mm -hmm. is just lies, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, we actually hopped in your car and, like, had this whole long drive. We went to a mall. We, like, hung out and, like, in this whole time, just the truth unraveled. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, I think the first moment that we really became close and we understood each other and we realized, hey, we can be really good friends to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're both really cool. We both have a lot that we connect on. And it's just unfortunate that we met through this mutual friend who was just pinning us against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But grateful that we went through that. And I think that set set us up for like the ability to work through tough times because over our almost eight year friendship, which seems crazy. It's crazy to say that. Yeah. Like, we've been friends for so long. We have gotten in arguments, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we got in an argument last fall where we, like, almost stopped doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And those are big things that we work through as friends. And those are really defining moments in our friendship because mm-hmm. we always came out of them understanding the other person better and mm-hmm. being better friends to each other. Yeah. yeah. I'd say... I'd agree with that, but I'd also say when we both <laughs> fell in love with BTS, that was a big change yeah. for our friendship. And then deciding to do the podcast was a big change for yes. us too. The podcast was something that kept us together in the moment yeah. and just BTS, that connection. We had no idea that both of us liking BTS would turn into all of this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's wonderful. It's yeah. so wonderful. Okay. What was college like for you both? Um, college was for me, not what I expected. Um, I had a lot of fun in college. I, uh, made a lot of great friends. I did the whole social aspect of college. Um, I switched majors like halfway through my freshman year of college because I was going down like the science track and was just not, I was realizing it was not what I was into. Um, I really love, what I studied in college and where it's taking me with my career. Like, I really love that I went into Spanish. I absolutely enjoyed my classes and the courses that I got to take through that major. And I love now being a Spanish teacher. Um, my only regret about college for me is joining a sorority. Like, I, I you had such a, we were in the yeah. same sorority. You had such a positive experience. You were always on the in. And I felt like I was always on the out. And I had such a negative experience that, like, when I look back at college, almost my whole experience is soured by thinking about sorority life. But the rest of it was really wonderful. Like the lifelong friendships I made, the incredible classes that I got to take, the education I got. um, I really enjoyed my college experience overall. Yeah. 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 Okay. What about you? I really enjoyed college. There's not anything that I would take back, even the down parts of it. I mean, I lived off of campus And so I really was fearful that I wasn't going to make friends. Um, So that was a huge contributing factor to me joining a sorority was just that social aspect because I I wasn't on campus as much as everyone else. Um, But I ended up going to graduate school too at Rockhurst. And so uh, my graduate school experience was really, really wonderful. Uh, They also offered a physics and medicine program at Rockhurst. And I never knew that that was a thing. And so I always kind of had this mathematics, uh, physics, I I don't know, 
interests, I suppose. Yeah. Not really mathematics, but like physics. I had a little bit of a, a niche for it. And my dad so badly, (laughs) my dad so badly wanted me to be an engineer. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) You have the mind, like you totally could. So the physics and medicine program there, I like that ended up becoming something I truly loved. And like, uh, I just wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm -hmm. Like I would go back, like I get a degree in it. I just got a minor in it, but I loved it so much. But I really had a, I had a good experience for our sorority, I was on eboard, and so I was the new member educator. So I got to like pair bigs and littles, and yeah, I think our experience with the sorority was just very different. Very different, but yeah. everything else in regards to like going to Rockhurst and having an education there, I think was similar in that we both had really positive yeah. experiences with yeah, that. I enjoyed college. Yeah. Uh, how did you discover BTS? So I discovered BTS through my sister. So my sister who I was living with at the time in in college, she's a music therapist. And so one of her patients, and she works in like behavioral health, one of her patients um, really liked K-pop. And so she came home and she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting into K-pop because I'm learning these K-pop songs for my patient. And so she's like, listen to this song. And I believe one of the first songs I heard was monster by exo mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah this is good this is good and then i remembered my friend skylar who was like lifelong like childhood friend i remember seeing her post about bts on facebook never looked into it but i was like hey you know there's this group called bts i'm pretty sure let's let's look them up and so my sister we looked them up and whew, <laughs> haven't gone back <laughs> haven't gone back yeah Yeah. And this was a time where like you were super busy with grad school and also you were about to go on a trip with Corey and his parents to Italy, Mm -hmm. which is where you ended up getting engaged. Yeah, And so you and I went like a couple weeks without seeing each other, which was abnormal for us and really still is like we see each other at least once a week now and we're constantly talking, Mm -hmm. but we really did not get any time to catch up. And it was during that time that you really fell down the rabbit hole of BTS. And so when you came back, our first time hanging out since then, you were like, so I have a new obsession. And of (laughs) course, like, I'm just a friend where when I see my friends like excited and passionate about something, like I'm so interested and I just want to see it because obviously if it made you this passionate and this excited, like I want to see what it's all about, you know? And uh, so I was like, all right, well, let's watch some music videos. Let's listen to some music. The first video showed me was dope. And uh, I was like, definitely intrigued by then. And I think the rest of the afternoon, we were watching music videos or listening to their music. And you were adamant that I pick a bias. I know. (laughs) I would take that back now. If I could change anything, I'd be like, pick a bias. Yeah. But I was so new to it. Mm -hmm. And my sister was like, oh, yeah, you pick a bias or whatever. And, you know, who stands out to you? And so that was kind of my window. That's that's all I kind of knew at the time. Yeah. uh, Because I was still so new to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, we both were learning like the lingo. I was like, what's a bias? You know, mm-hmm. we we were both brand new to every the world of K-pop at the mm-hmm. time. So even though you had gotten into them a, f- a few weeks prior, we definitely got to learn and discover them as, you know, together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. How did you meet your husbands? Okay. Well, 
I met Corey on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully, I met him on Tinder, which is so bizarre uh, because Corey doesn't have any social media like at all. (laughs) In hindsight, that's so random. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This man is not even on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Our first date, well, we FaceTimed a couple times before meeting in person. And our first date, we ended up going to a movie and we played music afterwards. I played ukulele, he played guitar. But in his Tinder profile picture, I remember seeing him with a guitar and then he had one of those like neck harmonica holders Mm -hmm. on and he was playing guitar and, you know, doing the harmonica, playing the harmonica. Yeah. Okay, this... This guy's cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like he seems like a good guy. Yeah. And that, like, that's really cute that on your first date, you guys played music because mm-hmm. that's something that you continue to do together. Yeah. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Um, Jordan and I went to high school together. Um, although we did not start dating in high school, I definitely pursued and chased Jordan. I had a big crush on him in high school that I didn't tell anyone about, not even my best friend at the time, which I'm glad that I didn't because she turned out to be that one best friend that we already spoke about that pitted us against (laughs) each other. So she didn't know. Um, Nobody knew that I had a crush on him, but I definitely flirted with him in high school, but I didn't act on it really or tell anyone. He was a year ahead of me in school and it just so happened that I chose to go to Rockhurst and he was already there as a sophomore when I came in as a freshman and we actually ended up living in the same dorm my freshman year. So we really easily reconnected because I was working the front desk. Uh, I remember it was like a one to three shift and he would come in after class. And so we started hanging out from there. And uh, really the rest is history. We just started hanging out more and more in in, uh, college, going to parties together. And me knowing that I had always had a crush on him just like was adamantly pursuing him. Mm -hmm. Um, So after a couple months, we started dating. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you pursuing him. <laughs> I remember that. Like you're you're adamant about it. His just his energy and his vibe and his personality yeah. is just, you know, why wouldn't you I feel like you just you just knew. Yeah. And I Jordan had a little bit of a, a guard up. Mm-hmm. Well he beginning. had been hurt in the past. Yeah. And so he really was nervous to get into a new relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we uh we definitely I mean, we're meant to be, so of course you yeah, are. The rest is yeah. You just celebrated your four-year four year wedding, wedding anniversary. anniversary. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Uh, do your husbands ever get upset about your BTS obsessing lusting? <laughs> no. Jordan, never. I am so lucky. I do not uh, forget how lucky I am. I'm very grateful. Jordan, actually, I mean, he almost encourages it. He doesn't mind if, like, I'm fangirling like crazy right next to him. Like, I will show him pictures of Namjoon that I'm like, look, he's so hot. And Jordan will be like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, he really does not care. He, like, la- a couple weeks ago, he brought me home, like, BTS posters just because. Mm-hmm. He really encourages it. I never feel guilty about it. It's amazing. I'm lucky. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, for the most part, is super supportive. And it doesn't really bother him unless it's, like, you and me hanging out and it's, like, an hour of us just fangirling. He's like, okay, I need to, like, step out. Can't like, do it's, it anymore. it's overwhelming for him. It's a bit much. The thing that he'll do is he'll roll his eyes or something and be like, oh, kings. He'll say that a lot. Oh, such a king. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He'll say stuff like that. And it's all fun and play. 
but I think it it bothers him to a degree, but for the most part, it doesn't really bother him. Yeah. I did tell him that I had a dream that I was at a BTS concert and Young pulled me up on stage and he tried to kiss me and I was like, no, I'm married, but you can kiss me on the cheek. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> would I actually do that? I don't know. Hell no. <laughs> I feel like Jordan would give me a pass for every BTS member. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I for sure have a pass. Yeah. Like, Corey's already said, <laughs> yeah. whatever. He's like, fine. But tell me the details. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you like any other K-pop? Um, I do. Uh, I... I listen to some other groups, some other songs. I really enjoy Red Velvet. I like Mamamoo. Mm-hmm. I like some of Twice's songs. Um, some of the TXT songs I, I like as yeah. well. Yeah, I will say I do not keep up with anyone like I keep up with BTS. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to comebacks or anything like that. I do like IU. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Mamamoo, like Hawasa. Oh my God, yeah. Queen, incredible. Um, so yeah, I like some of Twice's songs, some of Blackpink's songs. Oh, yeah, and yeah, TXT yeah. is like really um, impressing me with the, yeah. the music that they're putting out. But yeah. no one that I keep up to or keep up with like BTS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The same, yeah. Okay, who are your biases and how did you get them? Um, my first bias is and was... Jimin. Um, I started to bias him once I discovered Blood, Sweat, and Tears. We came in um, as ARMY at, in 2017, like at the beginning of the summer. So it was the end of their Wings tour before the Love Yourself Hurt era. And uh, so Blood, Sweat, and Tears Jimin really got me that gray hair, the smoky eye, ooh, like ooh. so sexy. Um, Very sexy. <laughs> like incredible. So Jimin had me strong for a couple years. Um, but then Namjoon... Mm, he has really been stealing my heart. So mm-hmm. I now double bias with Jimin and Namjoon. And Namjoon is a little bit stronger of a bias for me just lately. But that doesn't mean that like he will be forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, my first bias and still is one of my biases was Young, And that was because of Dope and Save Me. And I mean, everything. I I really just (laughs) fell in love with him. Every moment. But I I really fell in love with him mostly from Dope and Save Me. Uh, I don't know what it was about those two eras for him that I just was like in love with his charisma and charm. And I still am. I just think he is such a unique, talented person. And so, yeah. And then more recently with the B comeback, I have just been destroyed to the point and wrecked to the point that I just had to accept that J-Hope was another bias for yeah. me. That You've I come totally, to terms with it. Yeah, and I feel that it's always been there. Like, Hope World is one of my all-time favorite albums. I could listen to that album on repeat for the rest of my life. I truly think it is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So because of that and... Boy Meets Evil and Just Dance. And I was like, oh my gosh, Bethany, like you just love J-Hope. Yeah. Like you totally double bias. Yeah. Disease was just what really made me come to realize that with yeah. his own writing on that. I was like, damn, I really relate to this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mono started that with me with RM was mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow, I really love this music and really relate to this mixtape. And that was like the first, like even back then in 2018, that first inkling of, Hey, you kind of biased Namjoon too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
What are your favorite ships? I think we have the same opinion on this. Yeah. Okay. So, Minjun. Minjun. Taekuk. Taekuk. Soap. Soap. <laughs> <laughs> we love all the ships, though. And we honestly, love all of them. I love Minjun and Soap and then, like, Jin Cook as a trio. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't want to leave Jin out. But those yeah. are, like, for both you and I, our main ships. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but all of them are really great. Yeah. They're all really special. Namgi has a real special place mm-hmm. in my heart, oh, too. Respect. Also, um, I love Tusok. Tusok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, our ship series episodes that we do where we talk about friendship moments of a ship and just talk about their relationship mm-hmm. um, is so, so fun and has given us a real dip, deep appreciation for all the different relationships within BTS. Yeah. 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 Okay, when did you realize that you're a hard stand? I love the assumption <laughs> behind this question of when did you know? When did you realize that you're a hard stand? Yeah. I think I can definitively say that I was a hard stand once I accepted that I stan Namjoon and that mm-hmm. I bias Namjoon because that man is so fucking hot He's and so like hot. Like it's just, it's a, if you are a Namjoon stan, you are a hard stan no matter what. There are no Namjoon stands no that are soft, soft stands. stands. They do not exist. Whereas when <laughs> I was only biasing Jimin, I could be more of a softer stan with Jimin. And I think he kind of, he can pull that kind of vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'd have to say with Namjoon when I became officially a Namjoon bias. Yeah. 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 I feel like I could let my hard stand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've been a hard stand from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, I, I, I think from the moment I started standing, I was like, oh, my God, they're hot. <laughs> like, I just I was, like, very attracted to all of them from the beginning. Yeah. And I'm a, I think I've become more of a soft stand within recent years. But early years of standing, I was, like, extremely hard. <laughs> <laughs> You've cooled off. I cooled off, yeah. I mean, if you go back and listen to our episodes from like the first year, like our fangirling is off the charts. Not to say that we don't still fangirl, but like really, really. Um, Okay. Which comeback is most memorable for you? This is a tough question. Mm. This is a really tough question. I have one in mind. Okay. And it's just because this is what comes to my mind now. But for me, it's fake love. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I remember living in my my old apartment, the first one that Jordan and I had as like a married couple and getting up at 4 a.m. to watch this music video, watching it like in pitch black darkness in my bedroom just like on my phone and you were up too and so then we were like texting like fucking crazy you know um and that comeback was our first like dark concept comeback um and that whole album is such a fucking masterpiece Mm -hmm. that for me to date that's my most memorable comeback yeah that was also around the time where uh, we ended up getting our tickets, our first concert tickets for Fort Worth. Yep. And also Young is the intro with Singularity for Love Yourself Tears. So that was huge. extremely huge and memorable for me, just being more biased towards Young. Ooh, just because I want to say something different. Mm-hmm. One of the comebacks that was weirdly memorable for me was the Love Yourself Answer comeback because I was out of town and I had just like spent a whole night of partying with friends. Yeah. And it was 
I woke up at an ungodly hour, just hung over (laughs) and went to the bathroom so no one else could hear so I could listen to Idol. And I remember being like, holy crap, what Uh am I watching? Yeah. And then seeing all of the, the solo tracks all on that album too and the trivias, that was just a really nice comeback for me. Mm-hmm. I, I really, that was memorable. Yeah. I remember that whole trip for you and how it was really early in the morning and there was other, like you have other friends who were kind of army there and yeah. you were just not trying to wake anyone up, like yeah. listening to Idol of yeah. all songs in the bathroom. And there was, there was drama going on and so I ended up having, like I ended up leaving because two of the, the girls were not getting along and I felt like, I was like this third party friend that made it like kind of uncomfortable for them to really have like a breakthrough moment because like Mm -hmm. I was just there. So I remember leaving to come to Kansas City to see you to talk about this album together for the first time. And that drive all the way to Kansas City from Springfield, I just listened to the Love Yourself Answer album on Mm -hmm. repeat. And it was wonderful. Wow. It was so wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, What is your favorite BTS album? So OT7, not a mixtape, an album. Yeah, an album. Um, okay, this is really tough. I'm gonna have to say, I still have to say Love Yourself Tear. Guys, that album is incredible. If you're newer army and you haven't listened to all of the Love Yourself Tear album from start to finish, you really should. Yeah, Love yeah. Yourself Tear, that's an incredible choice. Um, I'm going to say something different. Yeah. Uh, you know that that's one of my top. But I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind now is um, Seven, Map of the Soul Seven. Uh, and for a few reasons, it's their seventh anniversary, which mm-hmm. is huge and very meaningful. But also, I really loved the individual tracks that we got on that song. It was almost like what we got with Wings, where they got mm-hmm. they had some solo songs in Wings, and that was such a phenomenal album. This was like the more grown up version of that, yeah. and I felt like the stories that they got to tell on that album and the music that they got to make was incredible. Without mm-hmm. you know maybe leaving out like sorry to say it louder than bombs, I feel like that's the only skippable track on that whole album, mm-hmm. and every other song is incredible. My time? Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean. Moon, just every every single song Filter, on the album. Filter, yeah. Shadow, respect, Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. 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 So for me, I'd have to say Map of the Soul 7. Yeah, that's up there for me too. Oh, and I just have to throw in B. Gosh, uh, B's I love incredible. B. I love B. Yeah. 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 Anyways, <laughs> it's that's a hard question. That's that's a very tough difficult. One. I really love so many of their albums. Okay. What is your favorite solo work from a BTS member? So I had to think about this quite a bit, and this may surprise you because I am such a hardcore Namjoon bias, but I have to say D2. Um, D2 from August D, although I love Mono and I love Hope World, um, D2 is just phenomenal. I think the production of every single song was so well done. The lyrics are incredible throughout um, I really just love this little package of music that Yoongi gave us. So mm-hmm. D2 for me. Yeah. Ah, I love D2. I feel that of all of our episodes, that's one of my favorite album reviews that we've ever done together. Mm-hmm. Talking through all the lyrics and all of those songs. That's a really great pick. For me, I have to say Hope World. Yeah. Uh, I remember when we did our Hope World mixtape review that I felt... I wanted to to claim all of the songs. I was like, I want to talk about every single one of these. <laughs> like, I have so much to say. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's just an album that I've really connected with. I think every song on there is phenomenal. And and um, just J-Hope is such a fantastic rapper. Yeah. And he's really inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, for not originally being a rapper from from the start. Mm-hmm. It's admirable. And it was monumental for him. It was a, a huge goal of him to, mm-hmm. of his, to put out a mixtape mm-hmm. and to do it so well on the first one it's this calling that he never really knew that he was capable of and that's what's crazy about it it's like dance has always been his life but then to go in and write an entire mixtape yeah crazy wow um okay what are your top five bts songs i think this is the most difficult question (laughs) um so so difficult i i don't think that i can go like in order from five down to one Mm -hmm. um i have thought of a few songs that for me are like tried and true like i will always listen into it Mm -hmm. um the first one that comes to mind is autumn leaves like that's an absolute classic that was one of the first bts songs that i really fell in love with and like had on repeat i could not get enough of it Mm -hmm. um another song along that same vein is love is not over um that was a song that jungkook wrote on and it was it's such a beautiful heartfelt ballad um you know i'm just a sucker for the ballads and Mm -hmm. so those two songs were like two that i really hooked on um or got hooked on when i first heard them so i would have to say those two in my top five i'm gonna have to think on the other three for a minute okay yeah for me, Black Swan. Duh. <laughs> the second that song came out, I I didn't get a wink of sleep that whole night. Like, I really just could not quit listening. And I was blown away that that was not the hit track of the album for Map of the Soul 7. Like, how is this not it? This is their be- like all-time best song. Like, I really, I think Black Swan is phenomenal. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great song. It's one of their best And then after that, I would have to say Disease Mm. because lyrically, I've just really connected with that song. That song has been healing to me. It was like almost revolutionary in my mind. Like it made me had so much more insight on like things that I'm experiencing and, you know, gave meaning to what I'm feeling. You know, put words into how I feel. And that was pretty remarkable. So Disease. Hmm. Paradise. Oh, paradise. <laughs> I'm a paradise stan, y'all. Like, I know that there's a lot of armies out there who who feel me on this. That song is windows down, feel good, no worries. Like, let go of yeah. all of your worries yeah. and just enjoy the wind and, and you know, be in the moment. I think I'd have to agree with you on Black Swan. Definitely deserves a top five spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an incredible song. It's To me, as far as their hit tracks, it's their best hit track still mm-hmm. to date. Not to say that they haven't put out phenomenal hit tracks mm-hmm. after that. Um, another one that I think about is like Just One Day. I love Just One Day. Yeah. Such a good one. And then maybe for a fifth one, I could go back and forth on so many of them so this is just how i'm feeling today Mm -hmm. uh blood sweat and tears but just because we just listened to it before recording this episode (laughs) and you were reminded of uh blood sweat Sweat tears Tears, yeah 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 but really i mean these top five could change day to day yeah yeah uh i would say for me right now just thinking about it I love No More Dream. Hell yeah. I love No More Dream. It's the best debut track 
any artist has ever had, in my opinion, that song will stand the test of time. It will. It's legendary. It will live on forever. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess my last one. This is really really tough. This is something that I'll probably change my mind. Like that's what I'm saying. Within a minute. Or this so. is a really difficult question. I'm mean, gonna just have to say, save me. Yeah. Because that that song. I ended up, that's one of the very few songs that I've learned on ukulele by BTS. And that, yeah, I, it's a therapeutic song, man. I love the choreography. I love the music video for it too. But Mm. uh, I just think it's a great song. I think I need to, otherwise I'll regret it. I think I need to switch out just one day for I Need You. Because I love I Need You. The choreo is incredible. The whole song, amazing. The production, I love hearing it every time. This is, I think this, of all of the questions, is the most difficult. Yeah. Album is is tough, too, but songs is tricky because yeah. really love every single BTS song. Absolutely. Um, okay. Do you have a non-BTS song you wish they would cover? Mm. Hmm. I would love to hear them cover a Beatles song. Mm. I think that would be pretty great. Maybe, uh, hmm. Ooh, if they did a cover of I Saw Her Standing There, that was the song that got me into the Beatles, that would be pretty great wow. to hear from BTS. That would be amazing. Um, I really didn't think of an answer for this one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would want them to cover specifically. I do have somebody that I would want them to work with. Um, I would love for a BTS Bad Bunny song that would be amazing let's speak it into existence right now the fact that you we've got namjoon and jimin both rapping and singing in spanish Spanish. yeah Yeah. a bts bad bunny song would be an incredible collab so not that i want them to cover one of his songs but i would like them to work with him on a song i think that would be amazing yeah 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 okay so next question is Whose rap style do you find most interesting? Um, this is tough, but I think I have to go with, with Yoongi on this one. Uh, I just think that he has, not that, th- I mean, they're all so skillful, mm-hmm. but the different flows that Yoongi brings always impress me. And I really appreciate his lyricism in that it's, super accessible like I've spoken about this before Namjoon's lyrics are tend to be more philosophical and not that I mean Yoongi definitely showed us some of that in D2 mm-hmm. but um, I think Yoongi's lyrics for like every common person who's not going to spend an hour interpreting lyrics I think they can really get it off the bat just from the translation and yeah you can read more into it and get more meaning out of them but I really appreciate that in his lyricism I love his rap flow I love his swagger and his style that he has that crouch walk that he has during delivery um and yeah he's just like a fucking badass on stage when he's rapping he really yeah. dominates and controls the whole stage so mm-hmm. I gotta go with Yoongi yeah great pick yeah <laughs> Uh, gosh, I mean, not to be super predictable, you know, here, but, uh, J-Hope for me, it's because J-Hope's style, I think, is the most interesting. I, I think that his ad-libbing is so different from what Yoongi and Namjoon do. He really plays off those ad-libs and adds a lot of 
different dynamic to mm-hmm. his voice and to the way that he raps and mm-hmm. uh, those ums and uhs and just however he wants to play with those those sounds. Mm-hmm. It adds so much to the rap. Yeah, it's know? almost like an additional instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to hear just OT7 songs, like all of them, you hear J-Hope in the background and he never gets enough credit for this. But like, go and listen to Bebsay. Oh God, top five. Bebsay. (laughs) How did we forget? Uh, (laughs) Go and listen to Bebsay. And that song is built on J-Hope's ad-libs that he adds throughout. Um, He does this for a lot of BTS's music. And it just adds this funk and different dynamic and flow that I just feel that is so special. And really adds so much yeah. to BTS's music. Yeah, I agree with you, especially on stage. Mm-hmm. It really brings like this energy that only he can bring mm-hmm. um, with that rap style. And he's a phenomenal singer too. Yeah, that he's got that for going for him too. Again, doesn't get enough credit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so whose vocal abilities can you not get enough of? Um, I'm just gonna keep it simple, and I'm gonna say Jungkook because. Wow, his vocals are incredible. Um, I love how much he gets to show off his abilities to run all over the scale and to harmonize with his members as, you know, when they're performing live and his ad libs and everything. He just continues to impress me. It's like once you think Jungkook can't possibly get any better and more impressive, he comes with another comeback and he's even better. Mm -hmm. And his vocal skill is even more improved um, so I just have to commend him for all of his hard work. Obviously, Bang Tan is full of phenomenal vocalists. Like yeah. each one of them are so unique in their voices and have different elements and skills and strengths that they bring to the table. Yeah. Um, but for me, man, Jungkook is just incredible. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Jimin. Wow. I really am. I love Jin and Young's voices so much and Jungkook's, obviously. It's, it's like, Again, hard question. It's, t- it's difficult, yeah. <laughs> but I really have to give so much appreciation and commend Jimin for his vocal abilities because he sings that higher register mm-hmm. for BTS. And within more recent years, he is not pitchy at all. And he sings these extremely difficult notes that are so, like, the register is so high. Yeah. And he can... I mean, that adds so much to BTS's music, too, getting to hear his vocal runs and his harmonizations that just make the songs beautiful. Yeah. That I I feel that a lot of the other vocalists, you know, aren't able to contribute as much as he is able to do. And his vocals were what originally really snagged me Mm -hmm. um, because they're so unique. Like the tone of his voice is so unique and like, otherworldly almost like you have not heard someone who sings like park jimin yeah um yeah i agree with you on that one very pretty mm-hmm. um okay what's one bts song they haven't performed live that you'd like to hear them sing again this is tough i'm gonna have to go with paradise that song deserves more that song really deserves more okay so for this one i'd have to say a little bit out of the box, but remember the songs from BTS World? Yeah. Dream Glow, All Night, and A Brand New Day. I know that's three, but those three songs I think are so freaking good. They're so good. They're so good, <laughs> and I think they deserve to be performed live. Yeah. Um, I think they would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's mm. a good one. That's a good pick. Okay. I'm with you there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what BTS content brings you the most comfort and which makes you the most emotional? The most comfort. Mm, I think for me, Mono has brought me the most comfort over the years, just overall. Uh, mm-hmm. I could say like their music in general has brought me the most comfort, but specifically Mono, just because I really connected with it initially on like a depression level mm-hmm. and like a working through like a hard time in your life. And so anytime that I'm having a hard time, I know that I can listen to that album in order and like have a cathartic experience and feel mm-hmm. better by the end of it. So I would say mono for the most comfort. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. It's a really good one. I'm going to have to go with Bon Voyage 2. Yes. (laughs) It's so silly. BB2. BB2, yeah. Um, And I think the reason it brings me comfort is like, you know how you have sitcoms or TV shows that for whatever reason, you've seen it a million times, but when you go to watch it, it just makes you feel happy and it's easy and you just can forget about all of your worries. Mm-hmm. When I watch Bon Voyage 2, that's what it brings me. I've seen it, but seeing them all in Hawaii and seeing them, that was one of my first BTS content like uh, TV shows or whatever that they did um, when I was a new a new fan that I really got to know who they are as individuals through that. Yeah. And so seeing all of their silly interactions and stupid things that they do, like it just brings me so much joy and comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I that's love the that. veteran in me coming out. Yeah. The veteran army. Because I want to say In the Soup, I really loved In the Soup. But for some reason, Bon Voyage 2 just like has this like place in my heart. Yeah. you. Yeah. Like, it's been a long time since you've spoken of your love of Bon Voyage. I want to go back and watch it again now. <laughs> Uh, which makes us the most emotional for me. BTS content that makes me emotional are like um, live performances, especially at concerts. Um, anytime that it's like mm-hmm. army time, um, mens, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about City Field a lot. That was huge for American Army. It was a big moment for BTS in the United States to perform in that huge stadium. Um, and how all of them, Jimin crying, Namjoon crying, mm-hmm. um, anytime BTS are emotional, I'm yeah. emotional. Yeah. 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 For me, it's the end of concerts, yeah. the ending of a concert. Yeah. It is an emotion I've never experienced ever in my life before, but every single concert that I've been to for BTS, it's just the second that they're, they're saying goodbye and they're leaving stage, I completely break down yeah and it's crazy it's not that I'm sad I am a little bit but it's just this flood of emotions that it's hard to explain and it for sure is what makes me the most emotional yeah. oh, a feeling I can't describe yeah oh, the ending Fort, of Worth, Fort Worth Fort Worth and uh when we went and saw them for Speak Yourself mm-hmm. in Chicago mm-hmm. I remember turning to you and I'm just like here it is again yep. I don't know what this is yeah but surely this is just the emotions you feel at the end of a concert. It's hard yeah. to explain. Yeah. Okay. So why did you start this podcast? Switching it up a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we started this podcast after being ARMY for probably like seven or eight months. And we started it because 
we had been in Kansas City together for almost four years being best friends. And since getting into BTS, we were hanging out like as often as possible, watching music videos, watching any BTS content we could get our hands on and like fangirling. And it was the best time ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Bethany had to move back to St. Louis to finish up school, finish up your rounds of clinicals. And, you know, then you were doing travel occupational therapy after that. Mm -hmm. So we really wanted a way to stay in touch definitely and to also continue like loving BTS together. Mm -hmm. And we were super, I mean, we still are super into podcasts, but back then was when we were newly getting into podcasts, listening to things like My Favorite Murder was like the first thing that we listened to. Mm -hmm. And those two ladies really inspired us to like start our own podcast. And so we were like, well, why not? Let's try to do one about BTS. Yeah. 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 That's a great submission. That's really how we decided to do this podcast. Yeah. So what is it like to start a podcast? It is stressful a little bit (laughs) uh, because there's a lot to learn when it comes to podcasting. But I mean, when we did it, we just kind of rolled with it. We had mics. I was like, oh, I got these mics. So audacity, whatever. So it was a learning process, but super easy to do it now. I mean, I can't say super easy, but like Anchor. Yeah. Super helpful. GarageBand comes with, you know, if you have a Mac or Audacity is free. Uh, You just need to get some mics and you kind of figure it out from there. You just perfect it as you go. You definitely have to devote time to learning how to do things Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to do it on your own because there's not going to be someone there to teach you how to do it. Um, But we have really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like, learning how to edit and you know work on sound quality and everything like that thankfully now we're with consequence and we're not editing anymore this is a huge goal of ours a blessing a blessing thank you Matt but um you know it was that's a huge challenge is like the tech side of starting a podcast um but you can do it you know if you're interested in something that you think you could talk about it and there's other people who would be interested in hearing about it start a podcast. Anchor yeah. is so easy and uh, to have a podcast on there and it's free and they really are helpful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So what are some challenging aspects of having a podcast and what are some rewarding aspects of having a podcast? I would say challenging is, hmm, at first, I would say it was the the technical side of things, mm-hmm. the audio and the editing and, and all of that. There's a reason why people go into audio engineering and why people study it. As a degree. As a degree. Yeah. Because it is extremely technical and very difficult. And so just that was probably the biggest challenge for us. And I'm just so grateful again that, yeah. you know, that's something that we've gotten to move past. Definitely know? a learning curve to it. But after that... I think like the, the challenge after you kind of get past the tech issues is just the time. Like you really, if you have a, a weekly or a bi-weekly podcast, you really have to devote time to it. You have to have a set schedule of when you're working on it. And that was a challenge at first was figuring out the time. And even now, because we have lives and we're busy and, you know, mm-hmm. we do other things outside of the podcast, sometimes time still can be challenging. Yeah. 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 But rewarding aspects is I get to hang out with my best friend pretty much every other week or every week to 
talk about BTS. That that alone is just rewarding. So you know? rewarding. It, it's super fun to do, mm-hmm. but also the community that comes with it. You yeah. know, as time has gone on, we've you know we've got people, iconics, and listeners who we feel that we have a community and connection with, and that is really awesome. Yeah, the iconic army is something that's so special to us and like something that we really didn't anticipate as such a perk of having a podcast. Like we really feel like we've made lifelong friends with people like all over the world that we get to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, And every, you know, every time that we come out with an episode, we do it for you guys. And it's like hearing feedback from our iconics is like the most rewarding part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Bethany, switching up again, what, (laughs) what does an average day at your job look like? Okay. So for any of you who don't know, I'm an occupational therapist. And if you don't know what occupational therapy is, occupational therapy, we work with people to make sure that they can do their daily routines and occupations. So that doesn't necessarily mean work. It can be work, but occupations can be whatever you do to occupy your time throughout your day. And so in my setting specifically, I work mostly with geriatrics, um, but I work actually with all ages. Uh, I have a patient right now who's 22. I have a patient who's 91. You know, I have a wide variety because I work in home health, but I'm mostly working on daily activities that you do in the home. So like getting dressed, taking a shower, going to the bathroom, cooking a meal, doing laundry, things like that. So What I do on a day-to-day basis is I drive in between patients all around the greater Kansas City area, and I go into their home environments, and I assess and evaluate the if there's a need for occupational therapy, and I look at, you know, what their medical history is, what they have going on, and then I basically assess their home for safety, for adaptive equipment, compensatory strategies, uh, just ways that they can continue to do their occupations or independently and how they were doing it before. Um, But based on what medical conditions they have going on or even mental health conditions that they have going on, um, it's problem solving. It's like, how can I help you do these things like you were doing them before, um, but maybe in a different way? Yeah, you have a very important job. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) I really love it. It's it's definitely your calling. It's something that you've been passionate about since I've known you Mm -hmm. and before that too. Um, for me, I'm a high school Spanish teacher. I teach Spanish one, two, and three. So I have a wide variety of students. I always have freshmen to seniors. It really is not grade specific. Um, I really enjoy what I do. I teach two of each class every day. So two of Spanish one, two, and three. Um, my day today always looks a little different just based on what I'm teaching or what activities we're doing. But overall, um, I am collaborating with my coworkers. I'm delivering really fun. Well, I like to think that they're fun, but enthusiastic, dynamic, different lessons to my students. I really, uh, part of my teaching philosophy is I don't like to say that like, I'm here to be your teacher. I, you know, I really tell my students that I'm here to facilitate their learning. I'm facilitating their acquisition of Spanish and I really do whatever I can. So I make sure that 
My classes are packed with various types of activities to apply to different kind of learning styles and learning abilities um, and also uh, modifications for different skill levels at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm constantly formatively assessing my students just casually as we're going through class. So I always have a really good idea of where they're at and how they are. Um, and I really take a lot of pride in what I do at work. I, yeah. I really love my job and I think I do a good job of it right now. I'm on spring or I'm on summer break. So yeah. my day to day right now is I'm basically living the life of a stay at home mom, but I don't have any kids. I just yeah. have a dog. So I get to do whatever I want and it's incredible. So yeah. teacher perks. Yeah. Yeah. You're an awesome Spanish teacher <laughs> and your students are so, so lucky to have you. And thank I you, know you. that they're so grateful when they get. Mrs. Coleman. <laughs> Same with you and your patients. Oh, thank you. Ugh. Okay, so what army tattoos do you have? So we both have the love yourself, her flowers mm-hmm. on our outer forearms. And so those are all like linked together. I love this tattoo I so much. It. We've gotten it together. And then we also, I guess you consider it, a, I mean, it's kind of a BTS tattoo. Uh, well, an army tattoo. Uh, we have Iconic on our like upper wait no what do you call this part of your body lower bicep lower bicep yeah yeah. i guess like right above the inner elbow Mm -hmm. um yeah the iconic is obviously for our podcast and Mm -hmm. just because we would say iconic all the time and then um eileen suggested iconics as the name of our listeners and ever since then it has really grown from there so every time i look at this iconic tattoo i think about all of the iconic army that we love so much and um yeah and the love yourself her flowers was because that was our first comeback that was our first comeback Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay have you had success recruiting locals to be army and if so how well, I recruited Kayla, so yeah. that's kind of successful. That's the biggest success story ever. <laughs> like, we've had a podcast for four years. Yeah. Like, our whole lives are changed because of BTS. Yeah, yeah you really successfully recruited me. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I have recruited my friend Andrew and his wife Leanna Mm -hmm. so much so that she actually they were listening to Hope World on her maternity floor when she was giving birth. She was listening to Hope World. Um, So they are huge. He came in on D2 was his first like BTS anything. Mm -hmm. And he really got hooked on Dechuta. And so I just kept feeding him BTS stuff Um, for the most part, though, like. Other friends and family, no, they are not recruited yeah. to Army. Not that I haven't tried. I mean, my husband considers himself Army, um, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult to I've do. Re- yeah. I've recruited a, a couple people, I guess. A lot of my close friends, like Amber and Sarah. Amber and Sarah, yeah. Uh, I technically recruited Anthony, too, but now he's, like, fully into just all sorts of K-pop. Yeah, like, he loves He's, like, it all. fully into K-pop at this point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So we've had some success there. Okay. How do you deal with people who continue to roll their eyes when you tell them you're ARMY? I am proud enough of being ARMY and passionate enough about BTS that at this point, especially after like being ARMY for five years now, I really don't care. Like if they roll their eyes at me for being ARMY, like... 
Of course, I am so defensive over BTS and like in the moment it might make me angry, but like in the long run, it's like I really don't care about their opinion because clearly they are missing out and they have written off BTS before even really knowing who they are. Mm -hmm. And some of my like my coworkers will kind of roll my eye, roll their eyes at like my love of BTS or like my fangirling or whatever. And I think that really desensitized to me it to me it helped me like let it roll off my back a little bit more because I know that they're not ill-meaning but they just don't get it you know Mm -hmm. so that that helped me too yeah I know you struggle with this more I struggle with this more than you um and I think it's because you just have this super confident I am who I am and I tend to be more of a people pleaser yeah And, and so it's harder for me to get those eye rolls because it's it it just like affects me I'm like okay like I'm Like, I don't know how to take this or how to respond to this. But what's helped me with it is just knowing that the majority of the people who are rolling their eyes, I can fully understand that there are people, there's not everyone is going to love BTS. Mm -hmm. And I just have to remind myself that like, if someone doesn't get it, then they don't get it. Like, and I know for a good majority of the part, like I can say, why I love them and what it is about them and what makes them special. But still, I don't feel like not everyone's going to listen fully to that. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like I can just accept that for what it is. And it doesn't change how I feel about BTS. And I just think like they probably have something else in their life that they're very passionate about, that they really love, that maybe they don't feel like they can openly share it with everyone. Yeah. And you can even, if if you're struggling with this concept and you have people in your life who roll their eyes at your love of BTS, you could ask them, you know, like, oh, like, what musicians do you like? Who are you really into? Or if it's mm-hmm. not music, is it movies or, you know, comics or mm-hmm. something else that they're really into? And get them to speak about their passion. Mm-hmm. And once they're passionate about it and you can be excited for their yeah. passion, too, that's when you can share, okay, so how you feel about them, that's how I feel about BTS. Yeah. So even if they don't get it, maybe they can understand a little bit more and so then they can be a little bit more accepting and not roll their eyes they can be like okay well I get where they're coming from yeah yeah it can yeah I mean it's just it's with anything everyone has something whether it's sports or um you know it doesn't have to specifically be music Mm -hmm. if they're really into cars or whatnot I mean everyone has an interest and so uh, it's disappointing if they can't understand or respect that this is something that you really love and enjoy and that's that's sad but Don't let it affect you. Yeah, more so sad for them that they're just a closed-minded individual yeah. that likes to hate on something that brings someone else joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you main or how do you have the confidence to maintain your fan status when you have people who don't get it? So kind of building off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of concept, like it's really helps to have friends. So if you don't have any friends like with you physically, like in your area in real life, like, you know, getting on Stan Twitter or Instagram and finding an army community to connect with, that really, really helps you maintain that fan status. Yeah. Yeah. Having people around you for sure. I mean, you and I, like I may have fallen out of my like stan status of bts over the years had you and i not connected over them and had you Mm -hmm. and i not continued like our friendship and our relationship with bts and started Mm -hmm. this podcast with them um just because that's who i am like i tend to pick things up and then like move on from them Mm -hmm. um and it's very rare that something like sticks with me for a long long time um so that fan status with friends is really really helpful yeah yeah 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, I, I agree with all of that. I mean, the biggest thing that has helped me is just knowing that I love BTS. They bring me a lot of joy. They've helped me through a lot. And I don't need to explain that to anyone. So if someone doesn't get it, then they just don't get it. And for the most part, they're closed off to it. So it's like, I don't even, I don't, I feel like I can understand why they're maybe closed off to it. And I can see, oh, this person's really into this other musician or they're really into whatever. And I can respect that. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that they can't respect my love for BTS, but that's not, that's not my problem. Yeah, it's not your problem at all. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are some must-watch videos that new fans need to see and old fans need to revisit? Mm. Um, Bethany, you already said Bon Voyage too, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say like Mama and Melon performances because those are like their end of year award show biggest performances from their biggest comebacks. Like they usually have the grandest stages. Like think about the Melon Music Awards from 2018 when they did Idol and then they had that huge introduction with like J-Hope's dance and Jimin's fan dance and Jungkook's sleeve dance. And it was a huge homage to many aspects of Korean culture that was a huge performance. I think yeah. every army should see that and know it. Yeah, they're all of their mama and melon performances for sure. That's a very good one. Yeah. Um, I would say that one. And then also, I just love very good camera. Hell yeah. Oh my that, God. Yes. I feel that is a hidden gem that people need to absolutely go and watch because it's just really shows off how epic and talented and you know especially from a dance perspective that bts is you know and i just that whole performance is is phenomenal yeah. i believe that was like a comeback trailer for oh are you late too or something mm -hmm. like that i can't even remember I think so. long ago yeah yeah wow great choice <laughs> yeah okay um which episode or series is your favorite to record we have quite a few series. We have like the ship series, fanfic files, run replay, which we haven't revisited in. We've abandoned that We've one. We've abandoned it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> album reviews. Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, now that you said album reviews, that's my favorite. <laughs> I think for us both, album reviews are our favorite because researching those is just so fun yeah. to get into BTS's lyrics in the way that we do. In the um, production and value. The production. Yeah, like all of it. Yeah. yeah. It's really exciting to dissect what they do and to come out of it with even more respect for their music and for their mm -hmm. work. And then just to be able to sit there and discuss it with you for an hour and a half, two hours on the podcast is always such a great yeah. time. And I think those episodes always come out really, really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But There's we, always something new to discover within them mm -hmm. too. Like when we go in and do research versus when we go in to record, we find, you know, we come up with new conversation topics because all of their lyrics or even just some of the instrumental that they use in the song, uh, it's all very strategic and but also up for interpretation yeah and so it's really can be taken so many different ways mm -hmm. yeah yeah well their albums are just incredible so mm -hmm. i think we'd have to say that yeah when you feel unmotivated which bts song could help you find your motivation hmm i know my answer okay what is it i don't know if this will take you by surprise or not but for me it's idol Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Idol is just a confidence boost, like self-love anthem. And 
I I feel that if I'm feeling unmotivated for any reason, I can turn that song on and gain the motivation I need to do whatever it is, mm. whether it's like loving myself or working out or getting something done or just feeling beat up or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just need like a boost. That song really gets me through it. Damn, I love that answer. So piggybacking off of that, I think I have to say We Are Bulletproof Part 2. That's like one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorite songs. Such a hype song to me forever and always gets me in such a good mood. I think that if I were in a place where I wasn't motivated and I really had to get some shit done, I could throw that song on and uh, be ready to go. Yeah. 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 Okay, if you could pick one member to hang out with for a day, who would it be and what are the plans? I know. This isn't even hard for me. Go for you. Namjoon. I'm, for my whole day, okay, me and Namjoon, we are going to bike next to the Han River. We're going to go to his favorite coffee shop. We're going to go Namjoon and we'll go on a hike. Uh, We will go to a museum. And then I want to end the day by going to archive and just letting him work and watching and maybe a gym session. That would be pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. wow. I have a full day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would have to say Taeyang, although I'm very torn. I'm so <laughs> torn. You don't want to go like <sighs> shopping, shopping with, with J-Hope? <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be great. That would really be great. But, but you no. have, but Taeyang. But Taeyang, I would really, I would love to just go through like, playlist together like I would love to spend time hearing what Taeyang is listening to I'd also love to play music with him um just because I play ukulele I know he like picked up the violin for a short amount of time Mm -hmm. um but I feel like he has such a love for classic instruments and I really do too so I would love to just play some music with him listen to music together and then go for a walk, maybe uh, have him, you know, he can take some photos. I Scenery. Would, yeah, yeah, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, just exploring a town together yeah. would be really, really fun. Yeah. Listening to music, playing music, um, that seems ideal for me. We both just deci- described our perfect days yeah. with our biases. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last question of today. Imagine you have one minute to ask or tell Bangton anything. What would you say? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> one minute to ask or tell Bangton anything. Um, I think just realistically, honestly, for me, I would be so starstruck that I couldn't physically ask them anything. Like no, nothing would come to mind ask. to ask them. Yeah. But if I could tell them anything for a full minute, I would tell them how much I love them, every aspect that they've changed my life for the better, like all of the hope that they've given me, this incredible friendship that they have really solidified between me and you. Um, like we would not have the friendship we have today without BTS. And mm-hmm. that's something that I'm, I'm forever grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell them about, you know, how important their music is to me. And I feel like you know, what would we say if we were any army? If any army could talk to BTS, what would they tell them? Like, mm-hmm. how much they love them, how much their music means to them. Their message is so important. And I think I would just, like, have, like, word vomit about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think mostly what I would tell Bonton is just expressions of gratitude. Like you were saying, um, I would just want to tell them that they've been 
their music has been monumental in my life and that they speak to not only me, but so many people and just so grateful for all of their hard work and that they're just an incredible positive movement that's happening across the globe. Yeah. I mean, they know this, but just reassuring them that, you know, they're very loved and that what they're doing is is pretty remarkable. Yeah. And assure them that we're with them every step of the way. Like we're going to continue to support them. And, you know, I I think I would tell them like, don't be afraid to take risks in as your career continues Mm -hmm. and, you know, experiment and, you know, do something that they wouldn't have done in the past because I think that they can pull it off. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would love to see them just stay true to who they are Mm -hmm. more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Iconics. Thank you so much wow, for thank sending you for all, in of, your all questions. of these questions. Yes, so many. These were all really great questions. Yeah, uh, we really, really enjoyed talking through these with you guys today, and uh, I'm just so happy that we got some requests for a Q and A because it has been quite a bit of time. So yeah, it was due. Uh, we really want to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP Iconics, Eileen Ruchalt, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DeRuggio, Rachel, Robin, and Allie. Thank you, Iconics, for being here and for listening. Uh, truly the best part of our week is when we get to talk to you and we love hearing your feedback. So please reach out to us on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter. You can even email us, uh, Standing BTS Pod or Standing BTS Podcast. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode and uh, connect with us there and of course you can find links for all of those things in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts